Your local McDonald's owners across Washington, D.C., Greater Baltimore, and Eastern Shore are committed community members who all celebrate the diversity of the neighborhoods that they serve. Black History Month is a special time to spotlight the many African-American and Black individuals and organizations that have contributed to our area's growth and development. McDonald's sees, supports, and celebrates you now and all year long. This is the Greg Scheinman Podcast. The Greg Scheinman Podcast. Brought to you by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. From the Gal Media Studios, here's Greg Scheinman. All righty, here we go. Welcome to the Greg Scheinman Podcast. On the show today, Taylor Somerville, Breathe, Move, Recover. Uh, Taylor is a, is a super guy who I met recently down here in Houston. Uh, met him over at Mechanics. We talked XPT. We talked breathing. We got in the pool, got a couple of workouts in, uh, dove into some ice and heat. Uh, and I was really interested in hearing and learning more about, about his story. Um, he is a guy who was in the investment business for over 15 years. He decided to take that risk, make that jump and transition his career full-time into health and fitness and help others become the best version of themselves. Uh, And you correct me if I get any of this wrong, but you've got an XPT coach's certification. Um, We'll talk a little bit about those experiences in Malibu and and Kauai and what that means. He's got an art of breath certification, uh, an aerobic capacity ambassador, Competed in multiple endurance events like the world's toughest mutter. Let's dig into that one a little bit. Uh, An all-around physical physical guy with an interesting perspective on on life. So, Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Greg. Appreciate you you calling in. I know we've wanted to do this for for a while. Um, And guys out there listening, if you like what we're talking about, you like the show, Get on there, give us a review, subscribe to it, tell people about it, uh, reach out and follow us, uh, and uh, we'll hit you guys right back. So let's let's jump into this. Taylor, I read an article yeah. you wrote, why I left my career at 38 to pursue okay, the life you, you've wanted to lead. Let's yeah. just start right there, all right? Uh, okay. Why? Okay. <laughs> why? Well... Let's see. Kind of go back a little bit before that. I, uh, you know, it's kind of started to get disenfranchised. With been in the investment business for 15 years, I was at a commodity firm, trading interest rate, equity futures. Uh, did a lot of the macro analysis, and I just kind of got in brushed away with the whole situation, the zero sum mentality of everything. Um, you know, it just kind of started bringing me down mentally. Um, I was always stressed, could never um, really get my head into a happy place doing that anymore. I really enjoyed it for the time being. I enjoyed puzzles and solving problems, and I'd always enjoyed the psychological aspect of markets and how they work and why people do the things they do. And then I went through a, a divorce a few years ago, and when I went through that, I was like, well... You know, plans in life kind of can change quickly. So I started really diving into the, to mindfulness and the mental game and got really into shape, started doing uh, a lot more events. I'd always been uh, athletic and pursued fitness, but I really kind of took it to the next level when that happened. Um, and as I was doing that, I just kind of fell just sitting behind a desk all day long, having to... Basically, what I was doing during the day would be controlled by what the president said or what the Federal Reserve was doing, or I just didn't have, feel like I had as much control over the day-to-day of my life. And uh, finally, after building up a lot of courage, uh, decided to take the plunge and leave in October of last year. Um, it took me about a good 18 months probably to do that. Um, yeah, and you, I really, you beat me to that I question. Started, Yes, I said you kind of beat me to that question. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. I should have just let you let you go there. About how much time do you think you spent still being there, like 
wanting to be out. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You can... It was probably 18, about 18 months. And then I had some issues in my family. Like, my, my father was diagnosed with, my, with cancer. I had a, my sister diagnosed with cancer as well. They're both doing great now, but it's like kind of right. seeing all that happen and everything in life. I'm like, I just can't sit here and do something that I don't love anymore. Um, you know, there's this too many things can happen. I'm, I might as well get out and start doing things that I really enjoy in life. And sitting behind a desk from 6 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock at night wasn't really uh, doing it for me anymore. Just staring at computer screens. And since I've left, I have to say it's... Uh, haven't had any regrets. That's that's so I, awesome. I feel great about it so far. You know, one one obviously the first, you know, one of the first things that jumps out to me is how do you make something like this work? Uh, even from just just a financial standpoint, initially to say, okay, how did you prepare or or set yourself up and and be able to support yourself to say, okay, I'm going to go from this financial industry you know the and also the the paycheck or the bonuses and the benefits you know and and all that that you get sucked into um how did you prepare and kind of change even your mindset um and to do it or is it hey i know i know guys is too they 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 knocked it out of the park they made a shit ton of money and they're like okay well now i'm out of here you know (laughs) and and it was easier for them too well, I wish I'd have made a shit ton, but I, I'd made enough to give myself uh, a nice long runway. I'd also, you know, I, I didn't, don't have any debt. I don't have any kids, so I really have, you know, no dependents, nobody else but me to worry about, which makes it a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sold my house, you know, no car payments, basically cut my expenses down. Too. I mean, I, I enjoy traveling and I enjoy doing things, but I don't really just go out and buy a lot of that stuff. Uh, it's just, that's just not what I do. So I kind of trimmed my expenses down and I saved up enough to give me a long runway where I knew I wouldn't have to worry about anything for a while. Um, and I'd made some good investments along the way, which those still pay off and help me out too. So uh, that was, that was. I mean, it took a while to get get there, but I just kind of, Landed out and and was able to to get in the right financial situation. Yep, which is I have to say, you know, being single with no kids makes it a whole lot easier. That's for sure. Yep, I guys <laughs> being married with kids, I can certainly assure you, you're you're correct on on that yeah. one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, if you need to, if you want to take somebody in, just tell me if you got an extra room. I'll come. <laughs> I think I'm good for the moment. <laughs> so. What's a day like now? I mean, you described a bit of kind of the the redundancy or monotony of of, of kind of you know of, of what you were even doing previously, and it's nothing against you know that industry or, or that position, but you know you were punching in it early in the morning and working that time behind the desk. What's your day like now? Now I still I get up uh, very early every day during the week, you know, five days a week. I'm up at five o'clock in the morning. I have a pretty uh, pretty big morning routine where I'll do breath work and journaling and some type of movement in the morning, uh, more like kind of yoga-based flow stuff. Then I eat breakfast, and I typically try to write. Um, since I'm writing a blog, a weekly blog and newsletter, I will write uh, every day um, something, whether or not I put it out or not, but most of the days it's been writing. Then also I've been doing you know, a lot of conference calls, I have some different coaches that I work with trying to help me figure out my businesses, meeting with them. And uh, then in the afternoons, I've typically spent at some gym out with people, um, kind of just getting out around the community, getting my physical fitness in and then trying to you know build a community, help people. I go also, I teach breath work during the day to a lot of people. Been working on it with a, uh, different groups trying to help them on their recovery and you know how breath work can improve their lives in general stress relief and working on recovery and then i'm currently in the process of talking with a few places about getting space where i will uh have a sauna and ice bath and start teaching classes uh along those lines 
Why That'll be you, breath, yeah. breath work, heat and ice. You, you've now mentioned breath work a couple of times. Um, I, I've dabbled in it a little bit, getting more interested in it, um, obviously, and the benefits. What exactly is, is breath work, and why should people be thinking about doing breath work and or incorporating it into their other kind of either fitness program or mindfulness or meditation, or, or even if they're not doing anything, is, is this a place where they start? Yes, I think it's in, for one, it's the low-hanging fruit. We, we have to breathe no matter what. Uh, so it, it's there, it's, and it's something easy. We're not really conscious of it in this environment. This world, and it's something that once you become conscious of it and you start realizing that your breath is really the remote control in your brain. When you start breathing properly, which is breathing through your nose, which activates your diaphragm, which also activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is fancy word for basically your restful nervous system, that'll help calm you down and let you deal with stress more easily in everyday life. So basic breath work is kind of like mindfulness, just watching and observing your breath. And in through your nose, out through your nose, just watching and, and adhering to it. That's how it kind of starts. <clears throat> and then you can move into different practices of being aware of the inhale and, and the hold, the exhale, the hold, kind of the four corners of the breath. And that all, it's just very good. From what I've noticed, for me personally, it helps me be a less reactionary person and to respond to stimulus instead of just reacting and flying off the handle, getting angry and during traffic or situations like that. That's just one of the benefits of it. Though, though. But proper nasal breathing is also, there's plenty of benefits for people with asthma, allergies. Um, digestive issues, sleep, fatigue. So it kind of goes on and on. When, when we're poor breathers, which is most people these days because of our lifestyle, when you're sitting at a desk or hunched over, you're breathing, people breathe into their upper chest all the time, and that just causes a constant stress response. So it's the increase in cortisol and just inflammation in the system, and we learn how to breathe properly. It'll help alleviate all that. Mm -hmm. So this has become a, not only a, a huge part of your daily routine, but an aspect of your new life to to teach and educate and bring this type of breath training to to others. Yes. And this can be a career. <laughs> I mean, I just I'm just asking. Well, it's, like, it's, like how uh, you, and it's I, just one of the aspects. Mm -hmm. It's just one of the aspects of the things I would do, and it's because there's also things you can bring into with endurance training. Mm -hmm. um, I do a lot with endurance training, and like teaching people how to breathe properly from workouts and coaching, you know, athletes and endurance. And I deal with a lot of people who are high performers and stress. And I think, I think what you're going to see eventually is you're going to see stuff like breath work and different recovery techniques. There's going to be a big push on the corporate wellness side. Mm -hmm as it's an easy trick to teach, to help employees. And, and I can uh, definitely you, see that. I mean, we've trained together at this, you know, once, maybe twice so far, and, and one of those sessions was a 20-something, started with a 20-minute, you know, breath work session. And I'm finding personally, certainly as, as I get older, that the more time that I need to spend is on recovery. You know, it's on, yep. it's on maintenance, it's on recovery, it's on... Uh, engaging in activities or finding things and learning things that are going to promote sustainability and longevity and not just, you know, throwing down, you know, all the time. That, that, just, that just doesn't work. Um, and balancing it with, with a career. Um, and for me, while I'm not trapped to a desk, um, you know, all day, every day, um, you know, I've got a corporate environment that I'm, that I'm working in also uh, with, with 100 people in our firm that, that I want to get them up and moving and breathing properly, too. So I, I agree. I think that's where a lot of this is headed. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I'm more about kind of taking the holistic approach to fitness and life. That, like you said, you can't always be just hitting it. And grind. I mean, and I've been there where I'm going to work out, and I'm going to, you know, kick ass and kill it. That's my goal. After having a stressful day 
at the office, and then you're coming home to more stress at home. So it's just that constant stress response going on all the time in your body. You have to learn to do techniques to recover, like breath work, like getting an ice bath, saunas, things that'll settle down the system, yoga, massages. There's all sorts of different ways to do it. Uh, and I think it's kind of, we have a hard time in, in America because we're always striving, constantly achievers, um, type A person, always wanted to do something, go, go, go. Most people I deal with are like that too. So it's just trying to get people to realize you know, you've got to take it back a notch. And taking it back a notch can actually help you go forward. What are some tips that you would you would give people um, or me in general, you know, about how to integrate these types of techniques or these things into your daily life or into your routine? Um, I know you've written some things also about discipline, you know, having discipline and and, and routine in there. One of the hardest things for me um, is having actually a variety of interests. So, you know, always wanting to try different things and do different things. Yep. It becomes hard to... Um, you know, to to maintain that focus or that discipline to do to do some of these things over and over again to truly truly see the benefit. And you know what I what I'm liking and, and and admiring in what you're doing is you're making that commitment. You're writing every day and you're breathing every day. And if you say you're putting out a weekly newsletter, you put out a weekly newsletter. What what are some tips that you would give guys that that, that are having trouble kind of sticking with something or even getting started, you know, in something and making a routine out of it? I would say start slow. I mean, you can't go in and try to do 20, 30 minutes of something. Or, I mean, you know, maybe it's when you're in the shower, just recognize your breath. Take, you know, breathe in for three or four seconds. Breathe out for three or four seconds. You know, just kind of watching your breath in the shower. Kind of just starts with awareness. And then from there just kind of expanding it, just make it maybe something you do every five, you know, every every morning for five minutes, which an easy thing I do in the breath practice is called the box breath, which you breathe in for, an, for three seconds, you hold for three seconds, exhale for three seconds, and hold for three seconds. Mm-hmm. You can do that for five minutes. You can do it late in bed when you first get up or on the way to work, really. Um, and <clears throat> for anything else, you know, it's just kind of, you have to set aside a little bit of time for yourself. Uh, is what I found. You know, we're always trying to go and do help other people, but just setting a little bit of time for yourself every day. If you have to schedule it, schedule it. But uh, I think that's kind of the key, and just start as small as you can to to make the <clears throat> make it stick. If you could try to do too much at first, you'll never get anything done. As you were making this transition, I mean, and and you obviously did a lot of kind of self-evaluation, you know, and became self-aware enough to decide, you know, what you wanted to do and what you you didn't want to do. Are you finding now that you're out there living living this different life, but now you're you're seeing clients of your own and you're and you're putting this message out there and you're working with people, are you seeing kind of I guess the response being, are there more people out there? Uh than you thought that are looking for this or needing this or that are saying, or like, yeah, I want to do that too, than, than you expected? Or were there, you know, more on the, you know, you're crazy. Like, what what are you doing? No, actually, I thought I was going to get to your crazy response from most people I knew, but um, I've got the exact opposite. There's more people, I believe, especially nowadays, looking for stuff like this because everybody realizes that we're just going to eventually break if we're kind of kind of going ninety degree, you know, ninety to nothing all the time. It's just unsustainable. And I've found more and more people I've talked to, and just kind of putting myself out, meeting new people. There's a lot more people with this mentality and mindset uh, that I've run to in Memphis, which is a place I wouldn't have expected. Um, you know, this much bigger places like the West Coast or Austin or something like that, but. I've even found it a lot uh, here recently. So very, uh, very what, promising. What type of person are you spending most of your time with now? Pretty much people who are you know, 
business people, high performers um, in their field and in life in general who like to work out, who try to eat healthy. You know, they have a fitness lifestyle, but that also might be just going too much. Instead, you know, they're just constantly trying to kill it. And they're kind of learning they need to step back a little bit. Some of these techniques, you know, help. They need to look at their sleep. They need to look at you know, their stress levels. And, you know, kind of trying to readjust their lifestyle as they're getting older. So this is part, on, on top of the actual breathing coaching training, this is part life coach, right? Part advisor that, that yeah, you, to some you extent. become? To some extent, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did and you that's f- kind of what I write about a lot too, and I've just kind of fallen into it, I guess. But I've uh, really enjoyed the writing process of the whole aspect of it too. Were you always interested in writing, or is that something that you've got to like really force yourself to do? And you know, very analytical, numbers driven, and I had to write some. I mean, I had to write for work, but much more on the financial side. But not the writing I do now. That uh, that's kind of really built over the last year. I started my newsletter about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I was all, I've always been a person who took in a lot of information and synthesized a lot of and kind of curated information and would send it out to people. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just kind of like oh, here you know here's these things I'm reading right now and then I just basically took that and started adding a lot more of my own viewpoints on top of it along with the information that I'm finding. Now, what what's your writing process? Are you are you actually sitting down and 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 typing it out? Are you a, a a dictator? You know, are you recording voice note? Like, what's your writing writing process? Are you yelling into a microphone in the shower? I mean, what do you do? <laughs> I sit down and write a lot by hand. Um, I journal a good bit by hand, and then I'll take some of that and I'll retype it up. Where I'll sit, I'll basically, and then I'll just kind of sit and type. I don't ever dictate things, really. Mm-hmm. Very rarely. You know, I think about the only time I dictate things is if I go to the float tank, and uh, when I get out of there, I always have some ideas and gotta gotta get them down quick. So mm-hmm. I, I end up having to dictate in my iPhone out of there. Yeah, I think it's the quickness but, part that gets to me. That you know, sometimes you know the ideas will come in like you'll be telling yourself the story or saying things in your head faster than you can get them down. You know that I yep. that. <laughs> that I wrestle with a lot. It's like, oh, so I've actually taken, and I, and I always ask that because it's harder for me to sit down and actually just type, you know, or write, or I find that I get yeah. back over things than it is to just hit record um, and and start talking. Mm-hmm. And there, and there, that's that's good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's good yet. I don't know if anything I do is good. But, you know, well, so. I have to do my writing in the morning. Mm-hmm. I can't write in the afternoon. Like once the afternoon. Rolls around, I'm pretty much want to be out and about, seeing people, getting outside, doing something physical, some type of workout. Or mm-hmm. uh, I, I lose the uh, desire to write after about eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I can get that, and it's always again like everything else, kind of hard to find the time. You know, I find myself constantly either jotting down a note you know or even dictating a sentence or two or a topic or two that i want to circle back and actually maybe write something about you know or ask or ask somebody about um i try to do that at night kind of before i go to bed is i will write down ideas or you know something from out the day that i need to look at the next day and come back to people with you've done a number of, of of different things also i actually had a a guy on Adam Wham the other day, uh, we recorded an episode with this guy, and he brought out the term, you know, a searcher, that, that he's kind of a searcher, or, or one of his friends had called him a searcher. They're always looking and trying and, and getting involved in, in different things, and you've tried a number of different things, too. How did you kind of to settle in or kind of focus in on, and, and tell us a little bit about XPT and kind of that art of, art of breath? You know, what, what clicked you know, what didn't click and how you kind of settled in on, on this path? Uh, I settled, I found XPT actually by listening to Tim Ferriss' podcast with Laird and Gabby. I think Brian McKenzie was on it too about three years ago. Kind of when I was first going through this life-changing process, and I was like, well, 
just the way they spoke, everything they talked about, the lifestyle, and uh, how we just need to be able to, you know, move better and and, and have the right nutrition and kind of everything dialed in. I, I, I kind of went on a path and, like, searched and figured out all of what they were saying. And and last year I decided to go to Malibu uh, for a birthday trip for myself. Went to the experience in Malibu, and you do a lot of the work at their house, and it's pool workouts, uh, a lot of breath work. Then you get in the ice bath, get in the saunas, do training on the sand, and it's a great commu- community because you're meeting about 20 people, and they were all, you know, roughly, if I'd say from 35 to 55, people who are all kind of high performers in their field, doctors, lawyers, real estate people, finance people, coaches, um, trainers, and you kind of get there and you meet all these people who talk the same way you do and kind of look at life the same way you do, and you get thrown into an environment that's not easy. It definitely uh, throws you out of your comfort zone quickly when you get dumped into a pool and are got two 40-pound weights uh, and you're doing squat jumps. And it's twelve foot forward. It gets a little uncomfortable, and you, you know, you kind of find yourself, find your limits. And uh, the way they coach you through it is just incredible, too. It's, uh, you know, there's no, no ego, no. Everybody's kind of just all about helping you and helping you do as much as you can. Um, and so that kind of mentality really led me to it. And then the art of breath thing that I went to—that's just was kind of a deeper dive into breath work and learning more about it. They kind of have a slightly different approach, um, and they've done a lot of work. It's Rob Wilson and Brian McKenzie, uh, and they've put on these clinics all over the country, mainly CrossFit gyms, different gyms. Mm-hmm. So, and, it, and it is a lot of breathing and performance, which XBT does too, so a lot of breath work while you're training. Um, nasal breathing during your warm-ups. They, you know, there's a lot of great benefits on that. Um, so those are two of the main things I've done here recently. You had mentioned that kind of at this, at, at the experience, um, yeah, and it's, it's xptlife.com, I think, is kind of the, the, the site yeah. where you can go find it. And it's, it's Laird Hamilton, big wave surfer, much more than that, his wife, Gabby, uh, Gabby Reese, the volleyball player, Brian McKenzie, who's done CrossFit endurance, um, you know, Brian, I think Brian Diaz is involved with the two. Uh, yeah, Brian McKenzie isn't involved anymore. Brian Diaz is there. PJ Nestler is the director of performance. Mm-hmm. He trains a lot of MMA fighters and and great coach. And he is he's gone. He's put together the whole certification process, and they're about to put out an app um, with daily training and daily breath protocols to go through. Uh, it's it's so super it's super cool super cool stuff. Um, what I wanted to touch on a little bit though was you know, you mentioned that there was this group of kind of like minded or high performing people, thirties um, to fifties, you know, and that's like boom right smack in the kind of midlife male. Not that there aren't women there too. Yeah, kind of demo that that I really spend my time kind of kind of focusing focused in on. And these are individuals though that are continuing in their in their professions and everything else and we talked at at the top of the show about you making the jump to kind of kind of get out of that I'm, I'm curious on your perspective a little bit about about balance you know because not everybody just up and leaves their job and says hey i'm going to go into this you know full time mm-hmm. um and there are these individuals and this is this is even me i'm talking about too who are really working on balance and struggling with with balance or am i being true to my real self by you know going into an office and working in this in this profession you know if you will versus creating this this lifestyle or having this lifestyle that you see out there that could be running and breathing and and sauning and ice bath i'm i'm curious on on your kind of perspective cuz you've now You've been on both sides, and now you're also on the outside of that in, of that industry, but working and experiencing a lot of people that are still still in that. Well, I think balance is not something that can be necessarily achieved every day. There are times in your life 
when you've got to work a 80, 100-hour week. You know, there's just times when you have to put in the work. That's just part of it. But I think overall you need to make sure you have a balance to where your family life and you are taking vacations after you work those long hours that, you know, you you kind of have a over the whole year or life cycle that you, you balance everything out. You can't always be going after one aspect. Um, you can't always just be relaxing, you know, and you're never going to get anything done doing that. So it's uh, it's tricky, and I think it, you, it's about, you know, just putting in the work when you need to put in the work. I mean, it's almost like right now I feel like I've been working more in the last couple months um, than I had for a while at the end of my job because I've somewhat mentally checked out, um, honestly, the last couple months of my job. But and nowadays it seems like I'm constantly doing something. Um, so it's, and it's it's a different type of work though. It doesn't feel like work really. Well, and that's that's it's also an an interesting point you make that you know it doesn't feel like work but it's it is a lot of work and i know that even from just doing the podcast and even trying to post on social and even trying to build a brand and stay in contact with clients and do i mean all of this stuff it is a tremendous amount of work i mean if you yeah. do it and it, or, or to do it right it's a tremendous amount tremendous amount of work um you know going from the i enjoy doing all this um and i guess to what degree you're going to turn it into a business um, and work towards even monetizing it. Have you have you noticed that change? You know, in yourself. You know, from the time you left your job to the time that you've decided to kind of go after this. There's that transitional period where it's obviously a lot of fun and you're doing it and you feel great every day. And obviously, you've you've got some runway to do this. But to that next step of okay, now am I going to try to monetize this or turn this into a business? Um, I guess kind of walk in that line of how much how much business do I want to make this versus how much lifestyle I want to make this, you know, again, before does it become, I guess, less fun or less fulfilling because at the end of the day, business is business, I guess, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure about that. I, I'm, that's probably going to be something I'll run into uh, in the future as I get to work on this and trying to solidify some deals in that area. As we speak now, so we'll see. I haven't, I haven't hit that point yet. Yeah, which is, which is great. It's um, inevitable. <laughs> you know, I, I think it is. And you know, I, uh, you know, as, as a, as a fitness studio owner, you know, myself. I mean, five a.m. is five a.m. Period. Yep. You know, I mean, if you gotta, if you gotta be there, you know, five a.m. is five a.m. Um, you know, sometimes coaching the classes is easier than taking the classes. Other times, you know, it's it's the other. It's the other way around. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also a lot of, um, and tell me whether you're fi- you find this too, it's, it's the in-between time. You know, like I think we all gear up for the show. We all gear up for the class. Like we all enjoy that with the experiences. It's the in-between time, you know, when the kind of clients go away, you know, or the guest signs off or the, uh, you know, your in-between stuff about how do you stay focused and utilize that time. I uh, I think I'm pretty good at that, just kind of putting my nose and grinding down. If I have, I'm very disciplined to some extent on, you know, this is what I need to do for the day. And I will have three or four things that I need to do that are kind of priorities. And if I can tick those off, I feel good about the day. And so I, I've found myself pretty focused on keeping up, whether it's needing to research a new idea or, you know, write something or, you know, prepare for this workshop we're doing. I, you know, that doing that kind of like work has never been a real problem with me. Is there a new or a next challenge or something specific that you're really looking to, to take on? Uh, well, doing these, preparing these XBT workshops, we got our first one in Houston, May 19th. That's going to be a challenge. There's uh, four of us doing it. Uh, at Mechanics Gym, and going to start trying to do those as much as possible, traveling around basically one-day seminars where there'll be about four to six hours, kind of depending on the um, logistics of the pools, really. Uh, mm-hmm. 
So it's going to be, you know, we'll start out with breath work, and then we're going to have a pool workout, and then we're going to come back and do the heat and ice work uh, with a little mobility movement thrown in there too. Uh, and so trying to get these kicked off, I'm excited about the first one that we have and then doing more from there. That's kind of my main focus right now. And then getting a base, the home base set up here. So talking to these few gyms here, trying to figure out space that I need to put on the classes. And then also I'm building out kind of this endurance program that uses some of these breath protocols along with uh, training that I've done and helped people with over the years and kind of taking it to that level. Those are the three things I'm really focusing on right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're we're certainly looking forward to the to the May nineteenth one down down here. Um, what is the best way for people to either get involved with you or to hear what you, you know? You mentioned the newsletter and the writing that you're doing right now. Um, talk a little bit about about the long game. You know what you're writing about. Um, and, and how people can, you know, be following what you're writing about and kind of be inspired and read it and maybe, you know, get more on, get on board with what you're working on. Yeah, the, uh, the longgame.co is uh, my website. And you can sign up there for the updates. The newsletter goes out every Saturday. And I write on a variety of topics, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, uh, I'll do any, have anything from you know podcasts, books, articles that I've read during the week, and then I'll kind of hit on a main point um, each week in my topics, whether it's you know, you know kind of how you see your life, or you know maybe it's mindfulness, or you know what does success mean to you? Something I recently wrote about uh, kind of morning routines. Maybe I will take one topic and write a about it and then have a bunch of articles and podcasts that kind of contribute to that and then some random stuff that I've found too. And I'll send that, send that out every Saturday morning and that's the best way to follow me and you can get in touch with me there. Also, Instagram, T-S-O-M-E-R-V is uh, my handle. And those are the two easiest places to get me at the moment. How long do you give things that you try to kind of decide whether or determine whether they're they're working or not working for you whether that's fitness whether that's nutrition you know whether that's your routine um it's something i I wonder a lot about you know with with trying new things like how long am i going to give this you know yeah whether it's okay i'm 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 going to try this bulletproof coffee thing you know in the morning how long how long do i give this to see you know see how my stomach deals with this, you know, or, or how I feel, or how long am I going to try or stick to this, this program before I figure it's me or it's not me? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Cause I, I'm like that. I'll pretty much try everything. I'm like, I want to try almost everything out of myself and see how I work with it. Uh, and I usually like to do things for about a month and see if I can stick to it. Like right now I'm, uh, randomly cut eggs out of my diet since I've always, a big egg eater, I was like, ah, let's just want to kind of see how it affects my body. And so I've taken eggs out for the month and haven't really seen any difference yet. That's uh, the second time but, I've heard that, that today. So, and so I eat eggs pretty much every morning. <laughs> I, well, I, that's, yeah, that's all I used to eat. My, my breakfast was like five eggs and half an avocado is what I've been eating for a long time. And I had a discussion with a friend who actually went to XPT about, <clears throat> You know, he had some dietary issues, and so he went on an elimination diet and cut out his eggs and just made him feel so much better that he didn't even realize that. I was like, hmm, well, maybe I'll just try that. Like, I eat, I mean, a couple dozen eggs every week, so that, just that's, might as well see, see how I, I react to it. And I feel like that's where I was, and then today, and I can't remember the, uh, I'm going to try to figure out who who did, it was, uh, who else? posted something about it today it was jay jay ferrugia i think that's how you pronounce his house yeah, yeah renegade radio yeah, I had, yeah santa monica had posted something about how he's changed up his diet um paleo aip update and it was about he had taken out butter and taken out eggs and i'm sitting there going well 
well, shit, I don't know. Maybe I should take out eggs. You know? <laughs> and now you're saying it too. And you're just always looking for looking for ways to make some improvements or try some different things out um, in there like anything else. You know, one day eggs are great for you. The next day people are telling you they don't want to eat them, you know, or they're not, not eating them anymore. So. Well, and I think, we, you know, as we go through life, our bodies change and, you know, we get, you constantly eat the same thing over and over. I think your body kind of, you know, needs to mix it up a little bit, just like we do, can't do the same workout every day. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of mix it up in our fitness and every other areas of life. So it makes sense to me that we probably shouldn't be eating the same foods every day. Yep. And I love eggs. And I'll probably, I'm going to go back to eating them. I, <laughs> I can already tell that. But I probably will not go back to where that's what I eat every day for breakfast. I'll mix it up more and you know, throw in intermittent fasting in there, some, which I've been doing recently. Uh, so I'm always up to trying something new and seeing how I'm Seeing how my body reacts to it and how it makes me feel, and I try to try for about a month. My typical goal when I'm doing some type of challenge for myself. What's a book? Uh, is there a book that's changed your life? You know, anything you've read? You know, during this during this process or your own personal process? That okay, that that one's always in the rotation. Uh, I would say "Man Search for Meanings." Really good book. Uh, Victor Frankl on his time in the concentration camp. That's one of the best. Um, I'm trying to think what I've gifted people a lot recently. Oxygen Advantage is a really good book uh, that I've gifted a lot of people. By Patrick McKeown talks about uh, how breathing properly can you know, change your mind and change your physical performance and has the proper health benefits to it. He's actually one of XBT's advisors. I read his book a couple years ago and I've given, or about a year ago, I guess, and I've given that a lot over the last year. What are you listening to? uh, Two of my favorites on on different topics. What are you listening to? Are you you a podcast guy? I'm a big big podcast guy. What what are you listening Uh, to? I listen to... uh, Let's see, Finding Mastery with Michael Gervais is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sports psychologist deals with Seahawks and always has some type of high performer on there talking talking them through. Uh, I like some of Joe Rogan stuff. Kind of when he has people like Jordan Peterson on there, or, you know, the academics, I like that stuff. Uh, one of my favorites recently is called Mixed Mental Arts. Hunter Matt and uh, Brian Callen. It's a comedian and an academic, and they take all sorts of topics and discuss them from economics to history, you, know, you name it. And it's it's very interesting because there's all sorts of uh, they all have a lot of great guests on there. Tim Ferriss, always listen to him. Uh, listen to stuff like Ben Greenfield, Model yep. Health Show. I, I have a plethora that I kind of go through. So, so if I'm running or doing something, I usually will just have a podcast going in the background, mm-hmm. road trips. What would you say to those people or anyone who's, you know, right now they're, they are at that desk, you know, they're still, they're still in that office. Um, they're still doing it. You know, what, what would you say to them, you know, that they could even do while they're still there, you know, to make, you know, small changes or, or, or small, small improvements, you know, the, um, to help them manage, manage their days a little bit better, you know, even if they can't take the full, the full leap, you know, that you took. I would say just to find something, you know, you're passionate about, maybe it's a hobby, maybe you wanted to write, you always wanted to write or, you know, art, um, take up some type of hobby that you like, I would also, you know, if you're thinking about making a change, I would, I would take up journaling. I found that journaling every morning and writing, just taking my thoughts and putting them on paper, uh, has had just tremendous benefit to me. For one, realizing how stupid some of my thoughts are. Not stupid, but just how uh, they're not necessarily the end of the world. Things that I would be worried about uh, a few years ago, writing them down now, I'm like, well, that's not really that big. 
Um, and I, I would highly advise on taking up journaling and just start breathing through your nose. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that. That is not easy, by the way. It's not easy, but it's that's your nose is made for breathing, and uh, that's you know, where you get up a lot. It filters all the air. That's how you <clears throat> kickstart the you know the restful state of the body. That's how you get the diaphragm going. That's how you properly oxygenate your system. And you know, as for you working out, start doing all your warm ups nasal only. Try that. Try that for uh, a month. I have been trying that a little bit. Okay, and and it's really. Why is it so hard? Okay, <laughs> I mean, like you're, getting less, you're getting less oxygen in. But basically, what you, as you'll start doing it, you'll get better because it's pretty much when you start having to breathe through your mouth, it's running a car in fifth gear when it needs to be in second. So if you breathe through your nose, you'll warm up the system you'll become a better utilizer of oxygen and you can go harder at a, uh, you know, basically you'll be able to increase what you can do nasal, I mean, pretty quickly. Like I first started doing it and I would run, I try to do it run my, on any like runs, jogs, things like that. And I would say the first time I did it, I made about 400 meters and I thought I was going to die. And I did a mile in like, nine minutes and I can do it now with nasal only mile in about seven and a half, seven, seven and a half. So, and that just takes time and it just helps build your engine and you'll become much more efficient user of oxygen. But it's so hard because you're taking in a lot less oxygen when you're first doing it and your body doesn't know how to properly use it. Look, I feel like my nasal passages are either clogged or I'm going to die or I can't do it. And I, and and I've, I've tried it. I, I'm continuing, you know, to try it in various environments, even if it's for a breath, you know, or, or two. Um, I've been watching some guys, you know, even, uh, you know, online, and they're literally, they're taping their mouth shut, you know, so that they can force themselves to breathe, you know, through their nose over there. There, uh, there are some teams I've, I've been with, like, some, uh, one of the big rugby teams. I can't remember if it's, like, the All Blacks or the... Uh, one of those, but they they do that in their training. Is tape is tape their mouth shut, mouth shut to breathe through their nose to get help them with their conditioning. Mm-hmm. It seems like first there were those masks, you know, that got they seemed like they were everywhere, you know, online yeah. and in social media for a while. Everybody was training with these training masks on, you know, and now now they're taping their mouths shut, you know, overall. You know, and they're and they're rowing or they're running, or they're lifting, and they got tape all over their 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 mouths. <laughs> they can breathe through their nose. I I don't know. I'll I'll keep trying it. I get it in, in theory, but man, is it hard. It, see, that's something that's hard like that. You know, there's got to be some benefits to it, right? I guess I'll I'll, gotta, I'll take you your word for that. <laughs> you got to you just got to adjust to it. I'll work on it. I keep thinking I need more nasal spray, you know, <laughs> to open up the passageways. There's got to be a reason. I can't, I can't breathe. Well, the thing is, is when you, when you start breathing through your nose, it'll actually help clear up a congestion. If you, you know, when you focus on it more and breathe through your nose throughout the day, it, it helps clear all that out. Yep. It helps filter the air properly. And because and, I used to have a big problem with allergies, and I don't really have much at all anymore. Mm-hmm. I was reading this this article before I came over here today, I happened to be, you know, I was, I was scrolling around medium, uh, for a little while because some of your, you know, your stuff is up there also. And I just haven't clicking around and there was a piece about money, convenience or, or time, you know, what's kind of most important or what people think of, of all three. And I was curious to get your thoughts, especially in having this conversation from the life you had to the life you wanted to the life you've now created, you know, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Money, convenience, or time? What, what do you value the most? I value my time at this point. Um, I, to have the freedom to be able to do the things that I want to do is kind of what I, is that, that's the way I look at uh, what I value at the mo- most right now. Are you a doer in regards to like some of the menial, you know, or, or even day-to-day tasks. And this is the part that got into the convenience uh, 
part that I that I had some interest in, which was, okay, are you the guy that fixes like the grill or the kitchen or the lights, or, or are you the guy that calls somebody to come in and fix it out of convenience uh, so you can get back to use your time you know, I, the way I'm you really want to do it? I'm the guy who's going to call somebody to, get, <laughs> to fix it. Mm-hmm. I, for one, I look at that as two ways. If I try to fix it, there's a good chance that I'm going to have to end up calling them anyway, so I've wasted my time and my money. <laughs> uh, so I might as well just call them out of the gate and uh, and have them fixed properly. Yeah, they they were kind of all connected. I'm like, yeah, I would value the time, you know, probably most of all, but I definitely want to bring somebody in out of convenience to do the shit I don't want to do, which means I yep. need the, which means I need enough money, you know, for that, you know. <laughs> and we circle this whole thing back. The more time you got, typically, the more money you're going to spend. You find that's, ways to do that right. too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure I got anywhere with this article, you know, overall, but <laughs> but I thought it was kind of kind of interesting, you know, on that. All right, Taylor, we have. Uh, We've kind of made it, uh, made it almost through this, through this hour. Um, and I want to thank you very much for, for your time and, and coming on. And thank you. certainly looking forward to, to seeing you next time down here um, at the Experience in Houston. If you want to check out Taylor's work, uh, we are going to send you over to thelonggame.co. Right? Did I get that right? That's right. Okay. Uh, as you put out there, as Hunter S. Thompson has said, buy the ticket, take the ride. This is a guy who is uh, walking the walk, not just talking the talk on it, and has done it himself. It's inspiring. It's motivational stuff. Uh, jump, jump on the bandwagon and check him out. Thanks, Greg. Look forward to seeing you soon. You got it, buddy. Be well. Have a good one. The Greg Scheinman Podcast was presented by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. For more information, visit innsgroup.net. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all in one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 